When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. U.S. crypto exchanges lead Bitcoin exodus with over one and a half billion dollars and Bitcoin withdrawn in just one week. That's right. Cold feet are in charge as exchange users continue to move Bitcoin from exchanges to non-custodial wallets. And this just in breaking news, crypto exchange Gemini suffers $485 million rush of outflows amid fear of bankruptcy and quitting plan B, war, and yet another exchange default currently put Bitcoin off of its 14-year growth track. But in the long run, absolute digital scarcity will determine Bitcoin's path forward and 2024 having is on the radar. Less rick and go. And more breaking news. You won't believe this. FTX held zero Bitcoin. They were literally selling fake Bitcoin and they were the second largest exchange in the world. Just yet another reminder to take your Bitcoin off the exchanges. Also in today's show, SBF received a billion dollars in personal loans from Alameda, according to their FTX bankruptcy filing. Also in today's show, SBF updates investors with his latest tweet and says we got overconfident and careless and claims $13 billion of leverage. Also in today's show, Genesis Global halts withdrawals, citing unprecedented market turmoil. That's right. The troubled firm is also acting as the liquidity provider for the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. Also in today's show, breaking news, Najib Bokele announces Bitcoin prescription for El Salvador of one Bitcoin a day. That's right. He just tweeted, we are buying one Bitcoin every day starting tomorrow. Let's freaking go. Also in today's show, Pantera Capital reveals $149,000 Bitcoin price target and shares their timeline. That's right. The crypto fund says that the next Bitcoin halving event will spark a bull rally beginning in early 2024, which will send the Bitcoin price parabolic to a new all-time high of $149,000. Where do you feel the Bitcoin price is likely to go next? Let me know in the comments right down below. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. With that being shared, I want to welcome everyone to today's episode of Crypto News Alerts. Today is November 17th, 2022, and this is podcast episode number 1106 of the Crypto News Alerts pod. So without further ado, let's dive right into today's market watch. And as you can see on Coin360, you can see Bitcoin back in the green along with Ethereum pumping between a half to 1%. We got Bitcoin trading at 16500 at the time of this live stream with Ethereum trading at $1,206. Then you got Binance Coin, Polkadot, Solana, Avalanche, and Cardano all pulling back 
and in the red. As you can see here, checking out coin market cap, we can see the current crypto market cap is sitting at $827 billion with 50, about 52 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. The current Bitcoin dominance is 38.5% with the Ether dominance at 17.8% and checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers in the past 24 hours. We have Hedera lead in the pack up five and a half percent trading at five cents followed by Arweave up five percent trading just under nine dollars and ninety cents followed by Unisted Leo up five percent trading at four dollars and four cents below that we have chain Litecoin and Helium and checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past week we got Trust Wallet token up a whopping 80 percent and then we have GMX up 21 and a half percent and just a handful of others in the green including Ton and XCN while the majority of the top cryptos are correcting bleeding in in the red with pretty massive losses for the week and checking out one of my favorite indicators is the crypto greed and fear index shows we're currently rated a 20 and extreme fear yesterday was a 23 last week a 22 and last month a 22 and extreme fear so there you have it welcome once again everyone just tuning in to today's live show of crypto news alerts and naturally we have so much to cover so much information regarding the crash of ftx and bankman freed and so much going on so so without further ado, let's dive right into today's Bitcoin TA and check out the markets. Bitcoin has flooded out of the exchanges in the past week as users become wary of security and regulatory scrutiny. Data from on-chain monitoring resource CoinGlass shows that the U.S. exchanges in particular are seeing heavy Bitcoin balance reductions in the wake of the FTX scandal. Efforts to draw attention to the risks involved in custodial Bitcoin storage stepped up. On social media, users appear to hear, heed the warning, withdrawing over $3 billion in crypto. Good for you. Not your keys, not your cheese. Now, the aftermath of FTX is only the beginning. Meanwhile, as the regulators plan to investigate action and more attention to crypto as a whole, investors' ass continues to grow. Now, the data shows that the trend is still in force when it comes to the exchange withdrawals. In the past seven days, practically all major platforms have seen net withdrawals outpacing deposits. The biggest weekly reduction comes from Gemini, down almost 30,000 BTC, like whoa, closely followed by Kraken, Binance, and then Coinbase. Unsurprisingly, U.S. exchanges have seen particularly heavy withdrawals. The jurisdiction due to a play to key role for the FTX saga. And I don't blame you because after the second largest exchange in the world went under, if you still have crypto on an exchange, you are literally senile at this point. This week, lawmakers announced a dedicated hearing and what happened at the exchange with its ex-CEO Bankman Freed. That's right. He officially stepped down as the CEO role, reportedly due to be extradited to the U.S. from the Bahamas. Let's see if he actually serves any jail time. It seems he was well politically connected. Uh, quoting the uh, Maxine Waters, the chair of the U.S. House of Financial Services Committee, the fall of FTX has posed a tremendous harm to over 1 million users, many of whom were everyday people who invested their hard-earned savings into the FTX cryptocurrency, only to watch it all disappear within a matter of seconds. Facts. Now, you also got to keep in mind that the second largest exchange in the world, FTX, was regulated by the SEC, and the SEC offered no protection. In fact, uh, Gary Gensler, the chairman, he was having ongoing meetings with Bankman Fried, and it seems he was just turning the other cheek. Now, the coin glass figures, meanwhile, show that even those exchanges with no exposure to FTX have failed to stem the exodus. Exodus. That's right. In total for the week, we got 134,000 BTC, which you can see here, leaving the books. The equivalent of around 2.2 billion at the current price, with around one and a half billion coming just from U.S. platforms. Now, as reported by Coin Telegraph, while exchange withdrawals have surged, the average Bitcoin hodl 
seller remains significantly underwater and thus less than inclined to sell. Data from on-chain analytics firm Glassnode confirms this. The average long-term hodler and entity holding coins for at least 155 days is 33% in the red. Where my long-term hodlers at makes some noise. Now, this is almost unprecedented and matched only by the pit of the 2018 bear market when the average tally hit. 36% and accompanying comments describe long-term hodlers as undergoing acute financial distress. So there you have it. Now I also want to share breaking news once again, crypto exchange Gemini suffering almost a half a billion dollars of rush outflows amid fear of bankruptcy. That's right. And plan B reminds us here that Warren yet another exchange default currently put Bitcoin off its 14 year growth track. But in the long run, absolute digital scarcity will determine Bitcoin's path forward and 2024 having is on the radar. Also like to point out that the stock to flow model predicts a $100,000 Bitcoin price between 2024 and 2025. Keeping in mind, 2024 is the year of the next halving. And now more breaking news. This may shock some of you, may not for others, but FTX literally held zero Bitcoin. They were selling fake artificial Bitcoin, yet another reason to remove all of your crypto, especially your Bitcoin, off the exchanges. With that being shared, welcome again, everyone just tuning in to today's episode of Crypto News Alerts. Now I want to discuss Bankman Freed lending money to himself in the sum of billions upon billions of dollars. This is pure insanity, to say the least. And this was just revealed. Former FTX Sam Bankman scam boy Freed received a $1 billion personal loan from one of four silo companies deeply involved in the collapse of the FTX crypto exchange. A formal declaration and ongoing Chapter 11 bankruptcy filings from FTX's new CEO, Johnny Ray III, has revealed further misappropriation of funds by Bankman Freed. According to the filing, Alameda Research had loaned $1 billion directly to Bankman Freed, while FTX Director of Engineering Nishad had also received $543 million loan from the company. You can't make this stuff up, folks. Ray the Third, the man responsible for picking up the pieces after the infamous collapse of Enron, was scathing in his initial filing to the bankruptcy court for the District of Delaware. He went as far to describe the situation as the worst he has seen in his corporate career. That's right. And personally, I feel this scandal, we are just scratching the surface. So what are your thoughts about Bankman Free just lending himself billions of dollars and as well as the CEOs and the people of the exchange just like that? And how does it make you feel knowing that Bankman Freed and the people behind FTX and Alameda, they were using customer funds from the FTX exchange to finance their ventures and gamble? And unfortunately, it didn't work out. Let me know if you feel Bankman Freed is likely to serve any jail time for his crimes, or do you think he'll just get a slap on the wrist? And as you already see the Wall Street Journal uh, creating puff pieces, basically kissing his butt saying he is a genius. We got Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful, the Shark Tank superstar, came out and said, well, if I had to do business with Bankman Freed again, I would, after he just lost everything that he had within uh, FTX with his customers, which is sad to say. So it's almost like the industry leaders have not learned their lesson, so do take heed. But with that being shared, now let's share the latest updates as Bankman Freed continues to tweet on crypto Twitter, and we're watching this unravel in real time. The former FTX CEO, CEO Bankman Freed was wrong in his estimates of the crypto exchange's leverage prior to its collapse, claiming it wasn't five billion, but closer to thirteen billion. So there you go. An unaccounted for eight billion dollars and more fraud. In a November sixteenth Twitter thread, Bankman said that leverage at FTX built up to roughly five billion, backed by twenty billion in assets, 
which held value, but also the potential for risk. And according to the former CEO, the crypto market crashed with no bid side liquidity alongside a bank run resulted in roughly $4 billion being withdrawn daily, 25% of consumer assets, quoting Bankman scam artists here. I was wrong. Leverage wasn't 5 billion. It was 13 billion. Oh. 13 billion total run on the bank, total collapse in asset value and all at once, which is why you don't want that type of leverage. Facts. Now check this out. Authorities in the Bahamas, the United States, and Turkey have begun investigations into the collapse of the major exchange. Officials reportedly discussed extraditing Bankman Freed from the Bahamas to the U.S. for questioning, but it's unclear whether this reported extradition has related to lawmakers and the House of Financial Services Committee saying they expect to hear from SBF at a December hearing on the matter. Now FTX Group started bankruptcy proceedings by filing for Chapter 11 on November 11th, the day before Bankman Freed announced that everything was fine and that your customers weren't in any uh, jeopardy, right? So the filing included more than 130 companies, including FTX Trading, FTX US, and Alameda Research. And according to subsequent filings in bankruptcy court, the exchange could be accountable for more than a million creditors. Like, whoa, responsible for over a million creditors? Now, I also want to remind you more fraud that Bankman Freed uh, committed is when he assured that all the investors of FTX US were fine and that the bankruptcy wouldn't affect FTX US. But then within 24 hours, he announces the bankruptcy of FTX US along with 130 related companies, just more from the fraudster himself. But with that being shared, now let's discuss another major, major company uh, announcing some insolvency issues, which is not good because this affects yet other major exchanges such as Gemini, which witnessed over a half a billion dollars in outflows. And also this is connected to the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. And we're talking about potentially billions of billions of dollars of Bitcoin and crypto investments. So let's break down our next story of the day and discuss this Genesis Global crash. According to a new tweet by Genesis Global on November 16th, the institutional crypto lender said it would temporarily suspend redemptions and new loan originations in the lending business and explaining the decision the firm cited unprecedented market turmoil related to the collapse of troubled crypto exchange FTX, resulting in abnormal levels of withdrawals that Genesis Global claims to have exceeded its current liquidity. Oh no, another one bites the dust. The firm also added that its current liquidity was negatively impacted by the collapse of the hedge fund Three Arrows Capital back in June. And as part of the bankruptcy proceedings, the brokerage has filed $1.2 billion in claims against Three Arrows Capital. And though it's currently unclear what the firm's liquidity levels are. Cointelegraph previously reported that Genesis Global had $175 million worth of funds stuck on FTX. Ouch. And in response, Digital Currency Group, the parent company of Genesis Global, sent its subsidiary an emergency $140 million in equity infusion to cover the losses. It is now apparent that the transfer was insufficient to meet consumer withdrawal demands. As for the next steps, Genesis Global shared the following. We have hired the best advisors in the industry to explore all possible options. Next week, we'll deliver a plan for the lending business. We'll work tirelessly to identify the best solutions for the lending business, including a 
among other things, sourcing new liquidity. Now, Genesis Global also claimed that its spot derivatives trading and custody businesses remain fully operational. In its latest quarterly report, the firm stated it had $2.8 billion worth of active loans. And since the announcement, its parent company, Digital Currency Group, clarified it had no impact on its own operations. However, Genesis Global currently serves as the liquidity provider of the popular $6.7 billion Grayscale Bitcoin Investment Trust. That's right. The fund is currently trading at a discount of nearly 40% to its net asset value at the time of this recording, in part due to investor speculation on its exposure to Genesis Global. So there you have it, the contagion affecting literally everything. Now, here's an update. Crypto exchange Gemini confirms Genesis Global is the lending partner for its earned program and will not be able to meet customer redemptions within five business days. Gemini also states that the event does not affect the firm's other products and services and that all customer funds held on the Gemini exchange are held one-to-one and available for withdrawal at any time. So there's the Winklevoss twins are assuring everyone that the Gemini exchange is fine. It's only going to impact their earn platform. However, you can't be too cautious. Remove your keys from the exchange regardless. Also an update, uh, GBDC released a statement saying that all the Grayscale products remain safe and secure, held in segregated wallets in a deep cold storage by our custodian Coinbase. The company also claimed this digital asset products are unaffected and that the firm does not borrow nor lend the custodial assets. And one more last update, Coinbase tweeted that the exchange has zero exposure to Genesis Global. Cointelegraph reported on September 20th and last year that Coinbase decided to abandon its crypto lending program after the US SEC threatened legal action. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding this unbreaking story of Genesis not being able to meet the demand of their customers with all the withdrawals and this affecting Gemini and other exchanges across the board? Let me know in the comments right down below. With that being shared, now let's discuss a new proposal by Najib Bokele, the president of El Salvador, who says he's going to be purchasing one Bitcoin per day. Talk about buying the dip and putting your money where your mouth is. Let's break this down as the world's first nation to adopt Bitcoin as a legal tender back in September of last year. El Salvador is going back to its buying Bitcoin days after a pause for months amid bearish market conditions. The president, Najib Bokele, announced on November 16th that the Central American nation will start purchasing BTC on a daily basis starting from November 17th, which is today. Let's go. The announcement comes nearly three months after the nation made its last Bitcoin purchase in July of 2022. Checking out his tweet right here from very early this morning at 1.28 a.m. We are buying one Bitcoin every day starting tomorrow. Exciting times. El Salvador started to buy Bitcoin back in September of 2021, right after making it a legal tender. And at the time, Bitcoin was in the mid of a bull market and everyday purchase made the nation look lucrative as the price was hitting a new all-time high every other week. However, with the advent of the bear market by the second quarter of this year, El Salvador's early Bitcoin purchases started to look like a gamble that incurred heavy losses. According to public records, El Salvador currently holds 2,381 BTC at an average buying price of $43,357. Thus, the country has spent nearly $103 million on its Bitcoin purchases, and the value of the same Bitcoin currently sits at $39.4 million. Ouch, but guess what? One Bitcoin is still equivalent to one Bitcoin, so as long as he didn't sell, he didn't lose nothing, as Bitcoin will eventually return to its all-time high and surpass it, right? Now, the announcement of the new Bitcoin purchase routine at a time when the top crypto is trading at a new cycle low could help El Salvador offset some of his losses in the coming months. That's right. I think it's a great idea to dollar cost average and get that overall number down. Looking beyond the losses incurred by the small nation on their Bitcoin purchases, the top crypto has been instrumental in helping reduce the cross 
cross-border remittance call significantly and has also given a boost to the tourism sector. Cointelegraph reporter Joe Hall is currently on the ground in El Salvador and only surviving on BTC. Some early updates from Hall suggest that Bitcoin is accepted as the majority of tourist spots, but mobile applications and services need more refinement. As he shares here on Twitter, I tried to tip the waiter in El Zante, Olas Permentas, yesterday afternoon. I just assumed it would be a LNQR paid, charged 10,000 sats in fees. It was a base chain invoice. I was too tired to realize. And he also wrote here, huge yesterday afternoon at El Navigante. Huge sign, Bitcoin accepted here. Waiter is wearing a strike t-shirt. That's what's up. Shout out to Jack Mahler's chef is wearing a strike hat. Tried to pay the bill. Waiter spends 15 minutes looking for the POS. He gets his neighbor to fire up Shivo so I can pay. Now, El Salvador's Bitcoin adoption might not look very promising at the moment due to the intense crypto winter. However, looking at the Bitcoin price cycle history, the nation can easily offset its losses in the next bull cycle by simply holding on to its Bitcoin purchase. So that's right. HODL, hold on for dear life. So welcome again, everyone just tuning in to today's show. Now for the moment you have all been waiting for, let's discuss this $149,000 Bitcoin price prediction from Pantera Capital, shall we? Crypto fund Pantera says that the next Bitcoin halving event will spark a bull rally beginning in early 2024. Pantera Capital CEO Dan Moorhead and other executives are telling investors that the price of Bitcoin is likely to bottom throughout November and pick up steam ahead of the next halving. Let me know if you agree or disagree that we're likely to see this cycle bottom this month in November, considering there's only two more weeks left. Now, a Bitcoin halving event is when a miner's block rewards are cut in half, and as a result, the supply is crunched in the past. Bitcoin's price has rallied before and after the halving events. The next one is expected this spring. Quoting them here, Bitcoin has historically bottomed 477 days prior to the halving, climbed leading into it, and then exploded to the upside upward afterwards. The post-halving rallies have averaged 480 days from the halving to the peak of the next bull cycle. If history were to repeat itself, the price of Bitcoin would trough November 30, 2022. We can then see a rally into early 2024, and then a strong rally after the actual halving. The following chart shows what might happen if Bitcoin repeats the performance around previous halvings, which you can see here in this chart. You can see the Bitcoin price going parabolic in 2025, rising yet another 4.2x, taking us to 148,636 bucks. Now, Pantera predicts Bitcoin's price will soar to first 36,000 in the lead up to the next halving that's expected to occur in March 2024. And then afterward, continue its bull run to an all-time high of $149,000. Send it. And also quoting them here, the 2020 halving reduced the supply of new Bitcoins by 43% relative to the previous halving. It had a 23% as big an impact on price. The next halving is expected to occur on March 22nd, 2024. Since most Bitcoins are now in circulation, each halving will almost exactly be half as a big reduction and a new supply. If history were to repeat itself, the next halving would see Bitcoin rising to 36,000 before the halving and 149,000 thereafter. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Dan Moorhead of Pantera Capital's prediction of $149,000 Bitcoin price after the next halving of 2024.